0: You are now entering the porch after a Mountaineer loss. And that only means one thing. It's a therapy session here on the porch. This is a terrible terrapin therapy. But we have to do it. And by the time we're done, we hope we're able to convince you that this is not following Mountaineer Nation. There are a lot of things that we need to improve upon. A harsh dose of reality will be doled out here during our time this evening in therapy. But... We want you to be fair and bring you back into reality with this with this Mountaineer team. So, go ahead and pour your coffee if it's in the morning, or grab your drink if it's in the evening, because we are going to now enter treatment here on the porch. Terrible terrapin therapy ensues. Now, let's go, <laughs> fellas. Let's uh, let's settle in. Take us, take a spot on the couch. And the porch actually does have a couch now, CJ. By the way, oh, we've upgraded. So, need to come over there and lay out and have an actual full blown therapy session. To be quite honest, guys, that's what I'm going to do right now. Okay, Um, (laughs) let's let's go ahead. You know, we're in treatment, and let's let's get it started. A little uh, terrible, terrapin therapy here. Um, I mean, who wants to start first?
1: What do you say? It's it's a sour way to start the season, but there are 11 games, maybe 12 left to go, maybe 13. Who knows? Big turnaround coming ahead. We hope. exact. I like that. I, I like the optimism. That's where I want. That's where I want to be too.
0: See, um, yeah, I'm guessing you're not going to be as optimistic though.
2: No, I, I am. Had we done this earlier? Probably not. Um
0: that, I do you know, like that we wait though. I like that we kind of give it some time to breathe just for a little bit,
2: yeah, I, I do too to kind of kind of che- gut check the emotion out of it a little yeah
0: because um, when you when you do it right after the game, you know I'm sure at seven o'clock on Saturday evening this would be a totally different scenario, and we would be <laughs> there'd be a lot said, a lot of four letter words flying and uh it would be probably pretty negative, right but there's, now there's no, there was no positivity in this reaction. No, No, there isn't.
2: But, you know, I'm kind of with Zach. Um, You know, there's a lot of football left. Um, it's, It's not a fun way to start the season. But in retrospect, looking back at it, you know, four turnovers was the difference. And we always talk turnovers are a key. You know, you don't shoot yourself in the foot who, you know, with four turnovers, three offensively, the one bad special teams one like that game could probably play out a lot differently. So I think in that aspect of things, you clean some of the stupid things up that you now have on film and live game reps with an actual crowd to something these kids haven't experienced in two years there's there's some positives to come out of it. Obviously, it's a sour way to start the year, but still a lot of football left and just, you know,
0: clean up some of the stupid. <sighs> I mean, so you're not going to win with four turnovers. That's just a reality. But the fact that we almost did makes it even... I think it just makes me more more upbeat about where we can still go, Zach. Um,
1: I don't know, man. I mean, is that where you kind of land on it too? Yeah, more or less. I mean, I watched it. I finally was able to watch it again today, you know, what, four days later. And that's kind of the way I felt after watching it again. I was still pissed off watching it a second time because it just sucks losing like that. And you know it's coming and it still sucks seeing it again. But the four turnovers – and the the thing is, it's not even just the four turnovers. It's the fact that we didn't force one ourselves. And we – Yeah. And another thing I was going to bring up, later on but i'll bring it up now is missed opportunities and the timeliness or missed untimeliness of our turnovers exactly for one thing the one turnover that stands out to me that we could have had is that pooch kick in the first quarter i believe yes that jarrett had popped right off of his hand we were right on top of it and knocked it straight out of bounds that have been yep. huge. that could have made a huge difference we'd have had the ball inside the well, red Zach, zone right Zach. there that's a great point to start. Let's just start off there because
0: really, if you think about this game and the way it went down early drive for Maryland, got a big play, we're able to stop and hold them to a field goal. We come out. I would, you guys would probably agree was our best drive of the game was the opening drive.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. it was a nice one for sure. It, it, it was a long one, not Tom to two excuse me. Um, but it, it was impressive to respond to the first drive that Maryland put together, which they only put three points up on the board, but they – nine plays over three and a half minutes almost. It was a good start for them even just get three points. So it was a nice response from the Mountaineers. Well, it, that you know, it's, it's
0: funny because you say, like, nothing impressive, but if you think about it, you look at it, man. You had a 16-yard pass on your first play. Then you had a 14-yard run. incompletion. okay, whatever. A 20-yard pass. incompletion. eight-yard run, third and two the little dump to Letty, takes it to the house. I mean, you had three plays in that drive, excuse me, four plays in that drive of essentially plus 15 yards. That's what we're looking for from this offense, and everyone's kind of like, we don't have the explosiveness. Well, that's pretty damn explosive.
1: I would agree to that to a certain extent, and this is another thing I was going to bring up later, but I might as well bring it up now. Exactly. I'm going to tell you one thing real quick.
0: That is your that is your phrase now. I want you to in ther- <laughs> in therapy, just go ahead and let it out when you need to, okay? Like instead I'm of just holding back, up so much emotion. Don't, yeah, don't don't help, don't hold it back, man. If you if if it's not chronological, just let it out, all right? Just let it out because this is therapy. Right? Let, it here, let, here let it out. And we're here for you, man. man, okay?
1: I'm I'm okay. A shoulder to crown for you, bud. Okay. I I appreciate that. Just, right. man, hopefully Let's my make sure. tears <laughs> don't short circuit my phone. Um <laughs> what I was going to say is You said that we had some explosive plays, which we did. We had a lot of chunk plays. That's more so what I would call those, is chunk plays. But one thing that bothered me, we did not try to push the ball downfield as much as we should have. We (laughs) threw it down the field, I don't know, you know, deep passes. Probably four attempts, maybe. Only one was complete to Sam James about midway through the fourth quarter when we were trying to score, coming back off of – Maryland's long touchdown to Jarrett, if I'm not mistaken,
0: is hey, Zach, so that at that point in the game you're you're already down what thirty? You're down nine with under what? eight, so you got to go for it. Yeah, Do you think there's a, it's a situation where we just feel like all right, we don't want to make the mistake, and they're not giving us that deep ball, so that's why we're going to keep going
1: underneath. I mean, I think that's would be fair to say, right? Well, I mean, I don't know, man. Here's my thing: that's the only pass that I can remember, and I've watched this game twice now. That's the only pass completion I can remember that traveled through the air at least maybe 15 yards. The other ones were 15 yards or fewer through the air besides that one to Sam James and that bothers me. I mean, we we have to be more explosive. Mm-hmm. One guy that did not get involved whatsoever until the second until the second half is Bryce Ford Wheaton. He did not see one target until the second half. Granted, they targeted him I think two or three times on the first drive coming out of the second half. But he had no involvement in the first half. He's one of your best, if not your best, deep threat. I don't know. It just – it bothered me. I'd like to see them open it up some more. And I'm not saying they didn't have good drives and have good chunk plays. But you think about the two two biggest plays in the game on Maryland side, the two deep passes, the Demas and Jarrett, which yep. the guys we talked about in the last pod. They, they made their mark. We didn't have that.
2: Yeah, Yeah. you know, I'd agree with you, Zach. But I think there, to me, there's a there's a takeaway in that too. Is I don't know how comfortable they felt with some of those deep shots, those longer developing routes, because the offensive line was struggled. Uh, We'll we'll put it nicely. They really struggled. Maryland was getting pressured with three, four guys. and I think when you're in that kind of thing, it's like, man, we're not going to have the time for some of these routes to open up down the field to really push it. Um, the one thing I would have loved to have seen them explode a little bit more, and you saw them do it really well in the fourth quarter, was is, is Maryland was bringing a lot of pressure mainly up the middle, work the middle of the field. That mm-hmm. was open all day and I felt yep. like we didn't exploit it enough and there were plays to be had in the middle of the field because they weren't gonna get beat on the outside. They were trying to keep every you know, and I just not really sure as to why we didn't really exploit that middle a lot better than we did.
0: Man, you know what you know what I think though, CJ, and this is just a thought, it's probably Deggy Ge- I feel like he was late on a lot of throws, just didn't feel like he was what we had seen of him even even in his first year. I felt like he was more poised than what he appeared mm. to be Saturday.
2: Yeah, I think that's fair. And like I said, I, I think the pressure rattled him a little early. Um, I think, you know, fan involvement, I think, because, I mean, that stadium was loud. It was raucous. You know, that that's a little different to kind of get back in used to, too. So okay. I, I think there was a lot of things involved with that. But, no, I agree with you. Deggie looked a little – he looked unsettled early.
1: I've got to jump in on that. So we talk about him being unsettled, you know, a, a crowd getting to him. This is a guy who's played football for a long time. He is not a new guy. He's not a new player. No. He's played a lot of football. That kind of thing should not bother him at this point. I don't care that it's the first week of the season. I am going to be a little critical of Daigie in this pod. And you, you all may not, may disagree. I know, Blaine, you have a lot more love for Daigie than I have shown, not to say that I have any hate for the guy. I think he's a good, solid quarterback, but – Zach. You, you look at what he did leading up to that first horrendous interception that he had. He was playing really well. Yep, exactly. It seems to me like that interception completely screwed him up. It he did. was done for after that. And then he he was shaky. He was unconfident. He just did not seem like himself. And that can't happen. It
0: did, Zach. And that and that goes back to what, what we were where we were at. Right, kind of bring this full circle again, talking about the missed opportunities and the costly mistakes at the wrong time. Untimely. It felt like it felt like man, honestly if one play of maybe eight big ones goes our way instead of going the other way, we probably could win that football game.
1: And that's what you take out of that game as a positive. You think about all the things that went wrong for WVU. And like you said, you were right there. You had a chance to win at the very end, despite the fact that, you know, you had the four turnovers, Maryland had none. Yep. They possessed the ball for quite a long time compared to we what we had. Nine more minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, we had a lot of that tough. in the wrong time, too, Zach, in the yeah. fourth quarter, that one drive especially. Yeah.
0: Um, and so, you know, touching back on it from the from the get-go, right, on that fumble, let's think about that from a momentum, momentum uh, standpoint real quick. If you get that fumble, you get points at least off of that, right? Let's be real. The way the offense looked on that first drive, Maryland's probably still like, whoa, what's up? And when you got the ball at the 20, you're up 14-3. to Instead, eight-yard run, You know, a little nice little pass, and then boom, Dante Demas is is showing the back of his jersey uh, to Daryl Porter, and the race is on, and and the Turtles winning somehow. Um, That hurt. That That, hurt a lot.
2: That that one hurt – You know, and then you see on the replay that and that's one of those things that I said, you get some mistakes on film that you can clean up. If you really watch that Porter's really late getting his hips around and getting out of that back pedal, um, which I think that's something you see on film you work with. He's a young kid. First that off. that that's a correctable thing, but those are things that hey, we get this on film. We can show him. Hey, and now we can work on it on the practice field and get it to translate to game day. That's one of those. And that's Demus that is a big time like, player, oh, okay, man. That's
0: that's correctable. We're okay. Yeah, and Demas is a bit, and you know he's a he's a big time player. Put a good up and up up and in move on him, and he beat him. Yeah, simple as that. And a good throw by uh by old Tao Yeah, so,
2: and, uh, and I'm gonna go ahead and do this now. Um, I'm going to offer an apology to that kid um, on our pregame when I said I didn't think he was could climb the pocket, didn't think he was all that athletic. He he was very, very good Saturday. You know, he, he had a lot of poise in the pocket, made some plays with his feet, um, showed a very good arm, was very good decision-making. And this Maryland team, I'm going to tell you right now, is better than what they predicted. Agreed.
0: Oh, absolutely. And his, his that, if they wear those game. jerseys
1: every game at home, they'll be on fire. <laughs> Maryland's be going to
2: compete in the Big Ten. I Just go ahead and mark that down.
1: This could be the best game that Tolia plays all season, but I highly doubt it. He was extremely good. He made a lot of tough throws, a lot of good throws. I mean, his his deep ball was on the money. He made good decisions in the face of pressure. I mean, he, he was impressive. And you could see him getting more confident as the game went on. That's what the great ones do. Well, yeah. you know, but let's 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 take it back a second
0: here, real quick, guys. So, obviously, after the big touchdown pass, we have a couple snacks. Not a great drive, and then what for my money looked like the best drive Maryland had all day, and probably the, the last time that our defense kind of looked, and we felt like our defense wasn't wasn't in the game. Right? Was that drive right there? When they go eight plays, seven yards, then you're down ten points. 17-7, just like that, um, I, That that's discouraging. And that's probably when I thought Tao was looking like he was really, really going to have himself a day. Um, but then after that, I think our defense really showed up and, and stood out and, and gave ourselves a chance to win that football game.
1: Well, both of these teams showed great preparation, at least to start the game. All the plays they had scripted to start off this game, I mean, they were working for the most part. Both teams were scoring in bunches, you know putting up a lot of points to start the game out and after that like you said the defense started tightening up what bothers me a lot to be honest with you we scored 21 in the first 18 and a half minutes thereabout, and then three the rest of the game that cannot happen our defense played way too way too good in stretches of that game to only get three points from the offense in the last 40 what 42 minutes can't happen. No.
0: No, it can't. Um simple as that. And Zach, you know, even even before that stretch where we get those points, right? The or right after that actually, timeout. That's 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 a good point. Like you said, we have had twenty one points on the board before that interception that Deggy throws. Because mm-hmm. you think about the defense gets them on downs at midfield.
1: The momentum is completely in your corner.
0: Yep. And then everything goes to shit at that point
1: in time. Hell in a handbag.
2: What kind of bullshit is that? That's
1: good. Yeah, With, that was that was a stretch that we cannot afford because we we had the momentum on so many different occasions. Throughout the second quarter, you talk about getting the ball back on downs, getting them to turn it over on downs, I should say. Then very next point still go after the muff punt. Yes. I'm like, okay. Can we do
0: something I mean, hey, this time? No. I mean, you, three you, think, you think about this real quick. After Maryland scores that touchdown and take it 17 to 7, the next, the next drives, three plays, minus five yards, punt. They mm-hmm. turn it over on Downs, seven plays, 16 yards, three and a half minutes, right? Then the Deggy throws the pick. Then you even get you even get the, the muffed punt. After after you literally got the football back for the defense got it back for you. And then you muff the punt. Then they missed the field goal. Like you said, eight plays to gain one yard, Zach. Took three minutes and 13 seconds. Missed that. Then you have to punt again. Um, let me let me
1: stop you real quick. You even that, hold that him to a field goal mentioned. at the
0: end of the half.
1: That drive you just mentioned on the punt but with a minute left to go in the half. Not only did that happen. Not only did we go three and out. Not only did we punt. I'm going to harsh on Deggie again. We have a third and seven. Yep, delay a game. What the delay hell? Delay a game because he tried to call a timeout that we didn't have. You are a starting quarterback in your fifth year, man. You got to know how many timeouts you have. And not only that, the three timeouts that were taken before that were horse shit timeouts. They were horrible mismanagement by the coaching staff, by Daigie, whoever. None of that should have happened. He should have had a timeout there, but he didn't, and he should have known it. That can't happen. Zach, you know what's funny? is I, I'll be quite honest.
0: I couldn't even realize or remember when we when we took the timeouts for him not to be able to take the timeout. Exactly but like he you should. said. Exactly. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. The mismanagement of it, they
1: weren't good timeouts. It was and that's unlike a Neil Brown coach football team. Absolutely. And that's one thing that gives me gives me hope because I want to say that this is more of a fluke. This is the only time I've seen this kind of stuff since we've had Neil Brown. Absolutely yeah, stuff and that's, happened in this game. That Yeah, and that's was on very the coaching unusual. staff
2: there. And that's on the coaching staff as far as the timeouts go, but also
0: reminding Deggie, hey, we don't have any.
2: If you get in a late clock situation, you just gotta
0: go. All right. Uh, yeah, and I mean that's like you said, Zach, that was a terrible drive because you just got all that momentum and you thought maybe you can make something happen. And you give them the ball back with two minutes and and Teow made plays in that in that two minute setting to get them into an opportunity to kick that field goal. Granted, great mm-hmm. goal line stand by our defense. Oh yeah. But I mean when he hits Demons to thirty for two passes for forty eight yards and boom, you're at our inside of our twenty. Um yep. that's efficient two minute offense for damn sure.
1: No doubt. Talia was putting them on dots. He was he was throwing the ball really well, especially when it mattered like CJ said, when things were, you know, getting more into the thick of it, he just got better. And that's what <laughs> into you got to have. Into the thick of
2: it. Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. And there were times, you know, we had talked, you know, in the pregame about, you know, how long does it take, you know, the secondary to kind of to gel and to get together. And you saw some times where it kind of rared. And it head. did. And it and, did in the second half too,
0: CJ. Yeah. The one, the one play they got on us the entire second half. Completely and unfortunately, miscommunication. Yep. Feeling good. You're up 21-20. You've taken their best shot. Essentially, you've given up two big, big plays. You missed a field goal. You hold them to, a, to a, a goal line stand field goal. I'm feeling like we're going to come out in the second half and ground and pound them like we've done in the past and kind of what I thought the identity of this team would be but that did not happen. I mean, what did you guys think, though, heading heading into halftime up one? What, what were y'all's thoughts?
1: I was pretty I, relaxed.
2: I, I was kind of relaxed but a little nervous, um, mainly because out of everything that I was like, okay, there's some stuff that's, that's cleanable adjustment-wise. The one thing you can adjust at halftime is just – pure attitude of wanting to block and we were getting so dominated at the point of attack mm-hmm. you know on the offensive line that it was kind of one of those things like then there's not really a whole lot of adjustments you can make that's just guys want to be meaner and nastier and um that that's what concerned me going into halftime was just how badly we were getting beat it beat on the line
1: and i'll say one thing too about the line the one spot that from what I can tell, and you all may have seen something different, but the one spot, the one area that I saw kept getting exploited was the right side. And that was one question mark, one of the oars on the depth chart that you saw coming in with Parker Moore and Wyatt Milam, the freshman at right tackle. They were getting blown up more often than anybody, and Dagie was feeling the brunt of it. And, I mean, is that not a welcome to college football for White Milam? Unfortunately. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a tough spot to come into. You're not coming into a Long Island like he's going to see this week. That's a Maryland team with good pass rushers, and he's going to learn from that. They'll make sure of it.
2: Yeah, no, I saw the same thing you were seeing, Zach.
1: Yeah, and that, that kind of pressure doesn't help Deggie, so I'll give him that. Like, he he saw a good bit of pressure throughout the day. But the decision making has to be there. That was one of the reasons yeah. he got pulled in the bowl game against Navy. I'm sorry, against Army. Can't keep my service. Go caps Navy, straight. beat Army. <laughs> <laughs> so that was one of the reasons he got pulled during the bowl game, and it kind of came to pass in way too many spots in this game. And I don't know. We'll we'll save that for later. I have a different yeah. discussion.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think you're right though. I think um,
1: I did it again. The, the well, <laughs> the
0: pressure. The pressure, though, when it gets to Daigie, it's different, right? And I think that's something that we're going to have to continue to see how that evolves because if the pocket presence doesn't get much better, we talk about the, the interception he throws trying to hit Banks on a terrible
1: throw. Awful. You know, and I don't not know. Only, what not only the there. throw, but who are you throwing yeah. it to. You're throwing it to DJ exactly. who has how many receptions in his career?
0: Well, and it's not even that. I mean, even if the guy's going up to get it, throw the ball to where he's gonna have to make a great catch on the out of bounds or nobody's catching that. Exactly. And he threw it and he threw it late and it was I mean, a safety's playing center field sees that all day. Come on now. I mean yep. the other one, that's a totally different story. So let's get to the second half, right? I mean, we start off second half, our first drive, unimpressive. Um didn't do a whole lot at all. Um, oh, by the way, though, guys, I and, and we'll I guess we'll get to it, but we kind of failed to mention Winston Wright's electric return to put us in that great, great uh position to score that one touchdown before the half. Um, but again, punt, 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 fumble, interception, I mean, that's terrible, terrible. That's terrible.
1: Terrible, uh, looking looking drive chart in the second half offensively. Yeah, not one drive of ours went longer than 20 yards until the interception that Deggie threw in the corner of the end zone. Yeah, and that wasn't and much longer than 20, Zach, at that. Exactly.
2: And that one, that's not, that one's not on Deggie. Um, that's a horrible play design there. If you're going to run that, you have got to get Winston Wright on the other side of that formation.
1: Not only um, that, I thought it was odd that instead of and uh, i say this Ford too, Wheaton doing a dig route there yeah, underneath you, he should have he should have been doing a slant or something to get the defender away from that corner but well, yeah, you know though
2: as soon as because as soon as he turns the corner opens and sees it he doesn't have yeah. that much ground to cover and that's that's a heck of a play by the corner to read that and to make that instinctive play mm-hmm. that's something that they've covered in film
0: they've worked on or the kids instincts are just that good the db but, is beat though we right. beat him on the inside route, but Daegi's already thrown the ball to the back, so he because he's beat releases off of that. Right. That's the thing; he should have never been there, guys. Yeah, but that the was, throw, but the throw, was a hell of a he, play. Yeah, I mean, hell of a play, but he really should have never been there. The throw that Daegi makes is probably the correct one. That's really a pre-snap throw. I, I kind of want to see a little bit more of an attempt to try
2: and break that up. It seems like he kind of gave up on it when he realized that that was about to be a pick. Now, I Man, could be wrong but I, I just I don't know I, I feel like I there I, I would like to see a little more attempt to try and punch it out than what he gave
1: I have I no know. it just wasn't quite it, it wasn't quite enough he you know he obviously doesn't play DB I understand what you're saying it just wasn't uh what it meant to be hell of a play on the d uh no and I'm, part for yeah, sure.
2: yeah I'm not saying he probably can I just I don't know maybe give give me a little more fight than just a, a half jump and a and a four-year-old push maybe yeah but you're right i mean he plays wide receiver not db that's not something they really go over a lot but that's
0: that's interesting i mean i hadn't heard it from that perspective yet cj about kind of getting on to jane said i I love the route it's just a route combination with the Mm -hmm. two guys on that side of the field i'm not in
2: love with like you can run that between the 20s and that's there all day when you're in, when you're on the ten or the inside there, you've got to make sure that literally he's one on one, and there's
0: no possibility for any other help on that route. And, and and this was brought to my attention, and I and this is kind of why I'm I'm intrigued by what you guys have to say about this. I know a lot of people are like, why are you not running the football there, right? Um, they you just had the big play to James, incompletion. I'm wondering why inside there you're not running the running the rock. But the reason they said that was because they felt like when Letty fumbled in the third quarter that he got a little dinged up. Do you guys think that might have been why we were throwing the ball there inside the red zone?
1: Um, two straight plays I'm, in the fourth I, quarter. It's it's yeah. odd that you bring that up because it was it kind of looked like something was going on with him when he came off the field from that fumble, and it was yep. odd that he fumbled it in the first place because watching it, I even backed it up a third time because I watched it during the game on Saturday, and then I saw it, I'm like, what the hell happened? So I backed it up. I still don't know how he fumbled it. It's almost like he dropped it. I don't really know what happened. I don't know if he maybe sustained a minor concussion, and they just didn't detect that. I don't know. They looked like they were kind of giving him some examination on the sideline when he came off. But I feel like if he had something too bad going on, he wouldn't have even been out there. Well, He he was the only running back that got a snap the whole game. I mean,
0: the only reason I'm only reason I'm even thinking that, Zach, is because they're thinking the decoy possibilities with Letty mm-hmm. out there, and he knows the offense well enough. And I don't think it was a concussion. They said they thought the way he, his arms went kind of when he took that hit. Like you said, it was kind of interesting. You watched it three times and see how did he fumble the ball. It was weird. Um,
2: Yeah, I'm almost wondering if maybe it's, like, one of those, like, stingers in his arm. Like, you know, if your arm goes dead and you lose feeling in your fingers.
1: Maybe. Because
2: it looked funky. Like, it was just kind of like he got hit and he just kind of lets go of it. And I'm wondering if maybe he lost feeling in his hands, like, in his fingers. Because running backs (laughs) will tell you, if you can't feel with your hand or your fingers, it's over. Um so I, I think that's probably some of it, um, which may explain, too, a little bit of the lack of touches. I still feel like he probably should have gotten more. But,
0: I mean, if that's the reasoning,
2: then, okay, I get that. But also I mean, see, at the same time. time
0: out, come out, come out, come out, out. I get what you're saying there, but here's the reality of it. And I know everyone's harping on that, right? Letty didn't get a, a touch in the fourth quarter. But he fumbled that one. You had the, the, the big return by Wright to the 48, 39-yard pass, Deggy throws an in incompletion, then the pick. Then they get the big touchdown pass, you know, to Rakeem Jarrett when Mahone's caught watching. 30-21, that next drive, you're down nine. You have to throw the ball
1: at that and point, yeah. You
2: know, no, 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 and, and so that's
0: why I say you don't get the touches from Lenny.
2: No, and that's probably true. And I think some of it, the other two is, as you look at that before the pick, you got that big drive. You got the big completion. You know, I think Deggy's starting to maybe feel it, like, you know, find it again maybe a little bit. And you're kind of like, all right, let's see if we can get him into a rhythm and really get this thing ramped
1: up before this thing's over. Um, I'm going to speak to the coaching staffs on both ends of that uh, (laughs) point. So, credit to Loxley and his crew making adjustments coming out in the second half. Mm -hmm. And people talk about adjustments, adjustments, adjustments. But in this case, they've made a concise effort, concerted effort to take Letty out of the game. He had 100. Concerted and concise, Zach. Yes, both. Two seats. They made that effort to get him out of the game. To take him out of the game plan in the second half. He had a hundred total yards on, I believe, 13 total touches at halftime, three touchdowns. He was the story of the first half. Yep. Second half, seven touches for 12 yards.
0: That's Whew. I mean, that's that's tough. No, and, and that's no, why you... we
1: and that's why we went the way we went. And it and it's a it's a shame that we didn't try to scheme him in more because he was making an impact not only running the ball in the first half. But even more so, receiving, and we didn't try to feed the ball to him. We didn't try to set up screens. We didn't try to do the same things in the swing pass game like we did in the first half. we we kind of schemed them out ourselves too. well I mean let's I mean, let's kind of let's walk through
0: those terrible drives here real quick to get there. I mean, you had it you had a, an incompletion uh, I, I just I don't know, man, like like CJ said you're trying to get Daggy in rhythm there in the first drive doesn't happen. Letty got a twelve yard run, a a run for no yardage, um, a run for the loss of four yards on the third and eight at the forty two. That was a that was a tough look. Yeah, that was a tough that was a tough look in that second drive of the half.
1: Yeah, I mean, why run the ball there? I don't. I mean, I know that we've done that in the past. I know Danny used to do that from time to time. Hell, even Rich Rod did that. I don't like that, especially when you're in their territory. I mean, don't just go for some little BS run play on the third and long. Go for the first down. Don't try to outsmart yourself.
2: Yeah, that was
0: that that's a trying to outthink the room maneuver there. Yeah. It it I don't know though, guys. I mean it is in that in that state in the field and he is your guy. I if it works, it's brilliant, right?
1: Yeah, but it didn't. <laughs> and here we it's are. True. Coat armchair quarterback in it. That's true. I mean, so then so you've had yeah, to punt twice. It,
2: it, yeah, Zach and I had a couple of those conversations where we were like, Oh, well, we'd have had Deggy on the bootleg there. And it's like, Yeah, that's why we're on a podcast
0: and not on the sidelines. Exactly. <laughs> true. It's true. I mean and we're man so, enough to admit it. Yeah. yeah. The third punt, right? He gets a little gets a couple completions to Winston right, getting him involved a little bit. You get Letty for three on a third and one. You're moving a little bit, but then Deggy takes the freaking intentional grounding call. Um, Another instance where he's got to be smart. And and he wasn't there at all, oh, again. It kind of reminded me of the bowl game there, Zach, like you said. In, those, in certain situations like that, but that's when the pressure's on, right? Like, we've got to do a better job in, in pass protection, obviously, on that right side. But – Deggy gets a nice little completion to Esdale, third and five. You don't get it. You're obviously not going to try and run there. You're in midfield. Do you think about it, though? Maybe trying to reestablish Letty, see if you get a nice little chunk or get you even close to where you might go for it, fourth and maybe three at the 50? I don't know. Although you're not probably because Neil's going to play field position, and it worked out that time as well because then you got the ball back at their 43 before the fumble to end the third quarter.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I think Neil played that, you know, kind of the way you you do, especially the way your defense have been playing. I think you kind of just hang your hat on them.
0: And and you know that's kind of I remember vividly last year the Texas Tech game. He kept playing the field position and it almost worked out for us. When he does that though, and then you and then you turn it over, that's when that's when it almost kind of it's a backbreaking type situation. I guarantee you when you're up 1 and you fumble the football in the third quarter after you kind of been playing playing field position with them that whole quarter that's just an absolute stab in the back backbreaker to yourself and then obviously we saw what happened with Maryland having you know a pretty good drive to get that field goal to take the lead um and it was it was really the first time all the entire second half or really even since the maybe end of the first quarter that they had really mustered any type of offense at all
1: I'm I'm going through something real quick. I was I was looking at something cuz I I can't stop thinking about how I don't know, how much this offense lacks dynamic plays and how it just kind of upsets me. It it really eats me up that we don't make Big plays when we should. We have talented. We have talented guys. Winston, Wright's a guy we need to get more in space. But can you all tell me, the last time that we scored over thirty points away from home? Oh, it's back in Dana. It's back in the Dana era. It's back when we had Will Greer for sure. Yep, we hung forty-one against Oklahoma State in Stillwater and still lost just- the damn game, Zach. And we lost the game with a chance to maybe make the Big Twelve t- uh, title game. But that's the last time. The Jared phantom Deggie's fumble, buddy. The phantom fumble. The phantom fumble. Jared Deggy has yet to lead an offense to thirty points or more on the road, and even with that, I think we've only scored thirty or more maybe four times, three or four times since he's been the quarterback. In, in fairness, not not
2: all that's Deggy. There's in, some Austin Kendall. In yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> in fairness
0: to him, he he did have two road wins that his freshman or his first year in a Mountaineer uniform. Um, and then last year, that offense wasn't built to do that. And I, and granted, though Zach, like you said, we do need to find a way to get thirty points on the board. That's for sure. Um, it's, well, got, it's gotta happen. It's gotta well, happen.
2: We're not going to win games like Georgia ten to three. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're not that far off though. We won yeah. some Our, games last year like is that. Is that, right? Yeah. No, uh, and I. You know, yeah, I mean it is frustrating. And and here's a question, I haven't been able to find the stat on it. I probably should have kept it as I was watching the game. But it felt like the wide receivers were better this better to start the year. It didn't feel like we had as many drops as we did last year. We had two. We had five. Five?
1: Five drops.
2: How many of those were Sam James?
1: Only one. Okay. It was was actually a well-defended pass, so I don't even know if I considered a drop.
0: Zach, you have five?
1: I have five that I would consider drops. I don't know what the official tally was. I'd say there I were probably three officially.
2: To, yeah, I've been trying to find the official tally, and I haven't had any luck finding it.
1: I know I'll, I know. Bryce Ford Wheaton had one for sure. Wright had one for sure. And I think James had James. The one. I, I had three.
2: As I say, okay. I know James had that one because I texted you and was like, seriously, another one from him already.
1: Hey, but credit to him. He comes back later, makes a couple really big plays.
2: No, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, he gets it, absolutely
1: slobber knocked across the middle on one in the fourth quarter and holds on by some miracle of God.
2: Yeah, I don't know how he held on to that one. That was like an arena football catch. You catch it because you know you're gonna get blasted. And
1: you get pinballed.
2: It <laughs> might as well at least make it worth
0: it. So <laughs> so guys, let's we I mean we kind of we kind of have now kind of talked talked ourselves off the ledge a little bit here in terms of
1: Everything maybe, but the big play ability on offense. Which um, I gotta say, I'm not completely off the ledge. I want to bring up the conversation that I alluded to earlier, and we're gonna have it. Damn it, I. What, they, they, not, they, yeah, on Dagey. I'm not. Hey, time out. Say, can we?
0: Can we? Can we talk real quick about Winston Wright's ability in the in the kickoff game, and how that's either gonna make us or it's gonna really really hurt us because we had that this game, and think about
1: it, we only scored 24 points. Yeah, we need to talk about it. That's why I said that. He needs to get the ball in open, in the open field more. He is the most bar none dynamic player we have. Yeah, he, absolutely.
2: Uh, he he he's repping that number one jersey well,
1: for sure. I mean,
0: hey, when you when you take down a Tavon Austin record, you've done something. You're doing something special. Um, I hope that he'll continue to get opportunities in the kickoff game too. I hope people kick to him. Um, what do we think about the muff punt though? I mean, obviously, at that point in time, he did not. So, you, you're you having to back out
1: there next week, Zach. Oh, 100%. I mean, yeah, it, that's, it'd be crazy not to. That That's a play that he makes, a mistake that he makes, I should say, because he was still flying high off the kick return that he had, thinking that he could pull off some wild BS. He had three guys closing in on him when that punt hit his hands. He should have called a fair catch, and he knows it.
0: Yep, 100%. Yeah, and you know what? He didn't go back out there again after that on the punt. It was Esdale. And I think that he might get another chance on Saturday, for sure. Yeah, I, I or, think
2: that's one you show him in film and go, hey, live to see another day there, too. And the, but and the one thing you don't want to do, and, and people kind of forget about this about Tavon, too, because he was so electric. There were sometimes Tavon didn't make the right play mm-hmm. on, on, on punt returns. For and, sure. You know, so you don't want to take his aggressiveness away, but... Understand situation like right there. Our defense came up with a huge stop. That's a situation where we're not looking for you to make a big play. Just secure it. And let's 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 move on. We're not you know, you don't have to hit the home run every
0: time. Exactly. I, I'd agree. And Zach, to your point real quick, we've got to get right the ball more, especially in the offensive in the offense, because they're not going to kick it to him as much. We got to use him in the on plays, get him on screens, do everything we can, because that'll help Daggy out a ton. And now we can have that conversation, damn it. Start okay. it up, buddy. I know you want to beat the drum. You beat it first and then we'll talk about it a little bit more.
1: Okay. So, we've we've talked about Deggie in the past, you and I. And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, you are more yeah, yeah. willing to, you know, live with Deggie. Don't think he's as bad as some people do, and I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's bad. I just question the ceiling of this offense and thus this football team with him him at the helm. Because, like we said earlier, this is not an inexperienced guy. He has been a starting quarterback in FBS football and now in Power 5 football for a long time. He, If he was going to progress to the level that we hoped that he would, he would have done so by now. I expected to see more in this game than I did. I saw some good things, but I saw way too many bad things. And one of the things that I think Neil Brown has liked about him, at least maybe up to the bowl game last year, was his his intelligence, his mistake free football, for lack of a better term, his, you know, him making the right plays, the smart plays and not ones that are going to kill you. Game managing, essentially.
0: Yeah, he is. He is a damn
1: good game manager. And he's starting to lose that a little
0: bit because he's trying to make plays,
1: right? And that limits your ceiling. If he's not making plays when he's trying to make plays and he's making mistakes, when his whole mantra is mistake free, that's not help his cause. And then what burns me up so bad, they run these RPOs way more often than they need to. If Daggy is a complete non factor, I was hoping and praying to see him keep it at least once or twice. (laughs) He didn't keep it once. Hey, he did, he scrambled once. From a past scenario, I'll give him that. And he Zach, fell for three yards. He Zach, literally tripped over himself for Zach, three CJ, yards. CJ
0: will tell you this, that <laughs> that is my biggest gripe with the offense. dude. And you know who's right behind him? Garrett um, Green can run the guy Green, who can run RPO the damn 100%. football. Exactly. But here's the thing, okay? And I think this is what needs to maybe even be looked at, right? Use Garrett Green... In that situation, maybe in the red zone, potentially,
1: right? I don't. The only reason I don't like that is because it's predictable. You bring a guy in at quarterback for packages; it's predictable. It is, but but if he's good at running it, though, if he's if he's good at executing it, you know, executing. I I would. would, You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see us get up by forty against LIU in the first half. Really, just try to put the screws to them. Get pissed off from this first this first week loss. And put green out for an entire half, and just see, just see what happens. Hey, yeah, I, but here, West he,
2: Virginia. He, here, here's my thing, and and I agree with you, Zach. It does get predictable if you bring
1: you, green heard, them the you heard them trains. You heard them trains. <laughs> yeah, let's it, hear them
2: Saturday again, Come on. Yes, sir. It, it does get predictable, but let let's let's go. Let's let's take the you know touchdown the, the, the audience back here a little <laughs> bit. Florida's first national championship under Urban Meyer. Chris Leak was a quarterback. Tebow came in in those situations, and, yeah, it was predictable, but you found creative ways to keep him from going, oh, he's just going to run it up ahead. So I think you can get creative in it to where you can keep it still honest but get his legs in there to be a factor for it. So I I don't disagree with you on that. You know who Deggy's starting to remind me of at times, though, with his Cowboyish play?
1: Uh, Clint Trickett. Greer. Oh, don't you no? Don't you no. bastardize what? that
2: name? Wait, wait, wait! No, Hold no. On. Get out wait, of my what? Wait, wait, wait. He, what are you talking wait, about? Wait, 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 wait! Here's what I mean by that. Go back to the Oklahoma game. Greer at times took, tried to make the bigger play than what was because bigger. he had to. I understand because he had to. But he it's had still no that, running game, okay. But what I'm saying is it's still kind of that cowboy ass thing. Tell me on that run out where can he do it. Okay. Okay, oh, you could make the argument that he could, but he got away with some stuff, too. That's what I'm saying. Uh, is some, hey, I'm not saying real he's quick, in CJ. Will Greer's class. What I'm saying yeah, is he's that definitely cowboy a class, Correct, but what I'm saying is he has that Cowboy-esque sometimes to him where it's like, dude, just live... Th- like, he had the one where he scrambled out and tried to throw it down the sideline, pointing down the line, just throw the damn thing out of bounds and
1: live for another down there. I agree with that, and th- I don't know if this is the same one you're <laughs> talking about. There was a play in the fourth quarter when we were trying to go down and score, I believe it was before – no, it was after we went down by nine. It was 30-21 to at this point. And it was the drive that we went down. I believe we kicked a field goal. Daigie chucked one on third and two off his back foot, fading away, and it went, thankfully, to the point where Winston Wright could try and catch it and kind of knock it down. That was another play like the first interception he threw. Why do that? You have that's, time. You're third and two. Why make a stupid decision like that? And the thing is, I will. I will tell you. Green a tendency to, hit, to do that. But he's trying it, to
2: hit the home run too much instead of
0: just take
2: what's hey, there. And that's can I say this, I CJ?
0: It. A guy who doesn't hit the home run at all should not be swinging for the fence. Amen, brother. He is a singles hitter. Yep. Know you're a singles hitter. Contact hitter. God bless America. Absolutely, Zach. hundred percent. Brought it to a baseball analogy to end this discussion on Deji because that's the reality of it. When he tries to no. be a home run hitter, it doesn't work for him, and that's and that's kind
2: of what hundred percent Greer Greer had the possibilities to
0: hit that big no. play. Greer had some possibilities, DJ,
2: probably right, and that's and that's the difference in it. But that's what I'm saying. Where that that's where I start kind of seeing a little bit of that in it. Is okay. Stop trying to be. Stop trying to put up monster numbers. I, I don't know, know where you're going. Today. I don't know what
1: we're. Exactly, Greer I, would do it. You wouldn't think, oh, F, because Greer can
0: do it. it. Greer has talent. He think Correct. let's go. He Let doesn't. Dagey doesn't. Okay, let's be honest about that. Dagey is a good game managing quarterback. He's smart. He can make good throws, but he's not a guy who should be trying to make the home run play. Because at this point in his career, at least at West Virginia, he hasn't made the home run play. Yeah, you might have got away with that on Tuesdays in Bowling Green, Ohio, and some action as a freshman. Because people don't have film on either. But it's not happening on Saturdays in the Big 12. You've got a great running game. Utilize it. Be a, no, no. And be a, a single hitter, play and we can Saturday. win eight games still this season, 100%. You know and who I, made a game-breaking play on
1: Saturday? Austin Kendall. Yeah, for LaTeX. Tech. Yeah. Anybody see yeah. that run? Yeah. <laughs> you did, my friend. Phenomenal. <laughs> get the scoots At, on.
2: And, and here's my thing with that, and that brings me to the, something that I, I personally want to get off, off my chest here real quick is – the reason I said Will is because that's kind of where the fan base still is, and that was exciting, and we loved it, and it was irritating. But the fan base talks about that's what they want to see. Here's a message I have for the fan base. Shut up and root. Stop with all the negativity BS. Get off the stupid social boards. Get off that one one page. And you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I don't care. Get off the voice of Motown. Tell Brad Smith to take a hike. I'm done with it. Preach. Because – I am so sick and tired of the negativity. This is a fan base that this generation doesn't understand. But go back this this fan base ran a Hall of Fame coach, God rest his soul, and Bobby Bowden out of town. Stop Dad with the negativity. It, CJ. Why get to bring Bobby into
1: this? R P M P S.
2: Sorry, I. I but it, it's true, and it's just root for these kids. Be with them, pick them up. Yeah, they. Yeah, we didn't play well it's a disappointing way but pick these kids up smack them on the back say we got you we're behind you we're gonna show up on saturday we're gonna be loud we're gonna be engaged we're gonna be there, student section if you show up stay the entire damn time do not leave be loud be behind these guys hell yeah that's what i want to see out of this fan base all right you want to be alabama okay fine i understand that but understand that it takes time to get there go back nick saban's first two three years at alabama weren't real good but that fan base, yeah, they're loud, they're obnoxious. But you know what? They show up, they support, they sell out the spring game. They're there from the opening kickoff to the final zeros. Be there, be loud, be passionate, and stop with all the negativity bullshit.
0: Hey, well, hey, negativity bullshit though, CJ is going to come with every fan base, buddy. I, Let's no, I
2: understand that, but this, but that's what irritates me about this one is, is it seems to. We lose and it's like fire Neil Brown. Oh, like we
0: fester in it, man. We love it. There's no question about it. <laughs> if like, you go back to the Don
2: Nealan Ge- Don Nealon era, like he'd win 10 games. Oh, make him governor, and then they'd come back the next year, win six. Oh, fire Don Nealon. It's like, guys, calm it the hell
0: down. Just a smidge. Hey, you know what? Don't calm it the hell down. Be passionate. I like it. No, but be smarter I, I like with me- your passion, okay? That's all I'm it. saying.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah. But here. Maybe, but maybe, also too. Maybe, real real yeah, quickly here, CJ. realistic in your passion. Yeah. Okay. That's
1: fine. Passion <laughs> is not realistic. Are you crazy?
2: <laughs> hey,
1: that's true. I, it, that's true. I, what the, is? The fifth code.
2: You have a point.
1: The
0: fifth code is coming to mind right now. <laughs> 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 if we have any Star Wars fans out there, um <laughs> because the fear is is what brings a lot of this passion. One for Mountaineer fans, for sure. people saying the honeymoon is over for you, you know, chill out a minute exactly, exactly. let's examine gonna, this yeah. thing here in a couple weeks because let's be quite honest about it um saturday is going to be a win and then, the and, then gets, and then the game that really matters is the yeah. 18th with the birds man when the fall fumble to town, when it's the Hokies
1: <laughs> hey i'll sleep on the shark sack okay i'm gonna sleep on it. <laughs> hey i'll say one thing and this goes hand in hand with what we started the podcast with as far as Overreaction Sunday, that kind of thing. What would have been this podcast if we had done it shortly after the game instead of three, four days later? I was thinking to myself, we went from our predictions—you know, starting off three and zero, going to Norman and getting our first loss, maybe giving them a battle. I'm thinking, oh my God, we could end up one and three. I've since calmed down, even though Virginia Tech really played impressively in Blacksburg against they UNC. Did. That's, that's a game that I think should have been circled for Virginia Tech to begin with, and here's why. What came to pass in that game was UNC showing they had lost a ton, which we <sighs> talked about in the last podcast. Skill they positions. lost a ton of skill position guys, and Virginia Tech, first game back with fans, Blacksburg was going bananas. A Friday night. Friday night <laughs> under the mm-hmm. lights. The Sandman was there, baby. And they it was, a, they did it. They did Zach, it. Do you want to
0: talk about a perfect tailgate scenario? At six o'clock on a Friday. People right? got off. It took half days. You could even go in in the morning at noon, and and get your work done. Be done. And they they were getting. They were fired up by the time that ball went there, and then they kept it rolling all day. I mean, yeah, they did terrible, terrible.
1: man. That yeah. was a perfect storm for a Tar Heel upset, and that's what happened. And I think – Yeah. I think yeah. – And it, you know what else we learned this weekend? They shouldn't have been ranked as high as 10. Like, that was probably <laughs> a stretch. I think
0: that's a lot of Sam Howell love and Mac, and, and right. what they had done. That's probably fair. Um, And, and a little
2: bit of the uh, curse of uh, good old Blaine Smith. Zach and I were <laughs> laughing about that. Like, it was just not a good
0: weekend for Blaine's favorites.
2: You <sighs> so, know what? We'll
0: <laughs> <play>. <laughs> We'll we'll get into that a little more on a college football rewind. Okay, CJ. That's, oh yeah, we'll get we'll into, get into
2: it. I just you know it, hey, it was but, not a, not not a good week for Blaine.
0: But walk. on but on <laughs> but on VT, um, man, they really did. But their offense wasn't really that impressive, right? So like that makes me a little excited for that game. Um, now yeah, the defense was, was great. Huge difference. Yeah, big time difference. See a sea of gold versus you know lane stadium that's gonna be a totally different atmosphere um and that might change things a little bit for the Hokies so that's that's how you gotta look at it man because if we come out if, if you tell me we come out of Virginia Tech two and one I take it I would have took it even back then I would have been disappointed I would have wanted to know how we lost the game we would have lost but we obviously uh did it in typical Mountaineer fashion turning it over at the wrong times and allowing
1: the big, big plays. I think that was the key. But like, was, like it was discussed, they're fixable issues. We yep. honestly did not have a lot of penalties. The defense was extremely impressive in stints. The depth on the back end concerns me, but that's something that hopefully will come. The turnovers, all but one, were extremely fluky. I mean, that yeah. ready fumble, that won't happen again. Not in that way, anyway. Winston yeah. Wright will never fumble a punt the rest of the season. I'm fairly Ooh, confident. An over/under on that, I like one, that. Set it at one and a half for the season. One and a half,
0: one and a half. Winston Wright fumbles. Keeping it at the on, under. On punts or just in on, general.
1: On punts. On pun- Okay, I'll take that. Keeping yeah. it at the under. So that another fluke. The second interception, I'll even, I'll even give as a fluke because that was just a great play, great play by the the defensive back. So you think about those plays that inevitably led to our demise. Those are things that can be fixed. Things that will get better. And Absolutely. honestly, it was a matter of who played the cleanest game, who played the most mistake free football. That was Maryland. They didn't and, get it and, I,
0: mean, I guess the home crowd kind of plays a role in that
1: to some extent.
0: And and you think about it, if we're not down seventeen seven, if we're up fourteen three if that fumble goes our way
1: on the kickoff, I mean that's Huge, or think about Huge. it, like you go into halftime up 28 20 instead of 21 20, based on one of the countless amounts of times you should have scored in that second quarter. That's a different ball game, too. Yep, or heck, even that at that point in time, you might even have more than that, Zach. Mm-hmm.
0: Depending, and that gave the Maryland defense confidence, I think, too. Oh, yeah, and and like we said, we saw what happened. We felt played the field position game twice in the third quarter, and it was and then finally, when our time to cash in, we fumbled. And and then they have the the long marathon drive, which ends up hurting us, I think, again, once we got our field goal, we weren't able to get off the field that last drive and they popped us for the big one run that they had, because really the rush defense was really, really good Saturday, minus the the big fleet Davis run at the very end of the game when we had exactly. to get stop. Yeah.
1: Even with that, they only average three point seven yards a carry. You take that one away, they're I take that all day. 30.
2: Yeah, let me let me pitch this question to you too cuz let's let, let's say we go into Norman at 2 and 1, okay? Oh, did 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 what happen with Oklahoma 2 lane? Hmm. Does that change anybody's opinion on us being able to maybe go down there and find a way to sneak one?
1: Oh Cause, good. Cause okay, cause it go did
2: me
0: that,
1: no, yeah. No, did go it? ahead. I can't even touch that. <laughs> well,
0: here's here's what I want to say. I, I did not there's... I did not see any of that game. I just saw the final score. Um in, their their defense the was
2: not good and, and their defense was what we've expected out of Oklahoma. It was, it was awful. I mean, they came up, I mean, there's three inches there. If that Pratt kid picks up the first down yeah. that game probably ends differently. No, That and, Pratt kid and, is and damn Rattler good for the lane though, buddy. Yeah. And that, and Rattler did not like, I came out of that going, okay, you know what? I don't know how he's going to be the number one overall pick because they're it just there. He didn't look good.
1: Zach. That also can be attributed to a week one sleepathon. by Oklahoma. They came in probably half asleep yeah, still.
2: But they were up like 34 3 at the half.
1: Like Hold that on, thing should have been
2: a laugher. Come on, tell me, come, come on. What was the score at halftime? They were up like 31 3 34
0: 3 at the half. Yikes. R- okay, I see I did not, I'll be I'll be quite honest, fellas. On that game, I didn't do a whole lot of research or see watch at all the Oklahoma game to know that wow okay that's so CJ deal. was 30 it was it was 37 it was 37 to 14 at okay. halftime yeah I um, mean It they was 14 all at the end of the first quarter tulane actually scored their first two drives of the game and then oklahoma kind of took it over in the second quarter and then tulane obviously played well in the second half
1: yeah oklahoma fell asleep at the wheel after halftime they could not have given less of a shit
0: would it almost
1: burn them? Even, yep. Yeah, it makes me feel even more like, eh, just a week one thing. Now, not to say they're not vulnerable, CJ. I agree with what you're saying. I think that they definitely can be exploited on the right day, but at the same time, you see what happens like that first game of the season. It's just like, eh, we got bigger aspirations. We're not, we're not trying to overexert ourselves against Tulane in the first game. You know, especially no, in a game I- we have on wraps.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can understand that, but I mean, I still gave up almost 400 yards to Tulane, which I mean, I'm yeah. not, I'm not speaking ill of Tulane. I mean, that that's a good team, but that's a lot of yards to give up to a team that you that that thing should have not even been close, especially given the fact that that game got moved to Norman, Tulane's off their normal pattern. Like that game should have not been that close.
1: Yeah, I agree.
2: <laughs> and I and I and I'm with you. Maybe it is a is a week one, you know, sleeper. But that one's that that one kind of made me rethink Oklahoma here a little bit. Like, you know what? Maybe, maybe they're not as quite as good as we initially thought.
0: Well, hey, maybe they'll sleep on us too. Where we, if we're not three and we for like a two and one team, uh, that might help us too. So, it's, yeah, like it's I said, that's
2: kind of just you know, and I know we'll get into more depth with them as we get closer to that one. But that one just kind of – that one kind of perked my ears a little bit watching that one a little bit going, hmm, you know what? That They might be
0: gettable. Did did it, did anybody else, like, in terms of the results Saturday, make you think, okay, that team is one that I think a little more differently about now in the Big 12 after seeing that result?
2: Hmm. Um, I'd say – See, it's tough to say because Iowa State always seems to struggle week one, but...
0: It's weird how it seems to happen, too.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, that that one kind of gave me a little bit of, ooh, I don't know. Um, Doesn't bother me on
0: them for some reason. Th-
2: yeah, they, they they always seem to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I was very impressed, um, honestly, as much as this is going to hurt.
0: Um, you know, Texas
2: did a good job of just handling business. I don't think – it didn't feel like they really took Louisiana, Lafayette for, for granted. I
1: thought you were going to say Kansas. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, welcome to Kansas football. We barely beat South Dakota State, in we the field.
0: That uh, That's just sad. That's that pretty is, unsad. It's just sad. Now, those jerseys, they were pretty dope, though. Hey, when's the
2: last time Kansas started 1-0, just out of curiosity?
0: Have to be Mangino era. <laughs> so what, 12 years ago? <laughs> hey, are they ready for the chance on Friday night? No. Are, are you kidding me? I just want to watch it. My huh? God, they're a, Coastal's a 25-and-a-half-point favorite.
2: <laughs> wow. You know what? Give me I'm, Coastal on the points.
0: I think I'm rolling with Kansas. <laughs> Give me coastal
2: in the points. Kansas candy, is covering. That's
0: too much candy. That's too much candy for Kansas. They're improved. I'm telling this you, give me coastal in the points. South Dakota, baby.
2: Coastal in the points. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just saying it. Um, Yeah, I, I you know, I did te- Texas. I think Louisiana doing what they did last year at Iowa State probably had Texas perked up. Plus, it was the first game for Sarkeesian. So they want to make a statement. Um, uh, yeah,
2: I mean, I can understand that, but it, but you know, it wasn't it. You know, it felt like they kind of came out, handled their business, and, and did what they were supposed to do. You know, that's that's one I think. You know, maybe I think a lot of people were looking at going, "Ooh, maybe you know, it, it, you know, all the Texas fans are screaming that they're back." We'll chill out. It's week one, but you know, for them to not go in there and end up in a dog fight or or find a way to lose that one, um,
0: that's impressive. You know, that's impressive. Yeah, I mean, Louisiana is a little overrated though. Potentially, and,
2: and, that's, and that's possible, but I mean, you know, it, Texas does seem to kind of find ways to, to screw yeah. those kind of games up.
1: Now, you, I you also, want to talk about somebody who's on the Heisman radar after that is Bijan Robinson, which I think a lot of people who really know college football we were expecting that to probably happen, but that dude's a stud. Yeah, had himself a game 103 yards on the ground, a touchdown, 73 on, in the air, and a touchdown.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean multi purpose. That's I you know another another team that uh, I was impressed with was Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. I know I know we've kind of given Houston some shit um, and Dana's shocker hat.
1: Oh uh, damn, that's classic. I mean <laughs> classic great. classic
0: Dana uh, classic Dana but I mean Tim, but that's a good win for tech though. That's a good win. Yeah. I was, I'll also give Kansas State a lot of credit for the Stanford win. Yeah, that's that was going to go to them next too. Yeah, your boy Deuce had a pretty good day. And then other than that, I mean, I think you know Baylor beat the Spav at all's twenty nine to twenty Texas State on the road. There, good win for Baylor. You survived it. Uh, would have been real embarrassing and bad for the league had you not. So move move on. Uh, and then man, Oklahoma State though dog fight with Missouri State. I don't really know what that says. Uh, other than maybe they're going to struggle getting playmakers back, but Illing's, Illingworth was the quarterback as well there in that ball game. That's a bit of a shock. I I don't I honestly do not know the backstory there. Do either one of you guys know that? Because that's yeah I'm yeah I'm
2: not really sure on that one either. My thing is is yeah oh, okay. that,
0: that he was that... Sanders was out due to COVID protocols, guys. Uh that makes oh, more okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, and and here's the thing, and people talk about this, you know, with 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 those things, but you also have to do remember too, though, is, you know, Missouri State, you know, kind of like Montana, they they those are teams that have had success at the lower level. So I mean, they're not, you know, the cakewalk pushovers that you know I think a lot of people would think they are. But if you're Oklahoma State, that's definitely not a dogfight you want to be in. But at the same time, you know, Missouri State's not a
0: you know, lower level SCS school. I'll say this: rumors, Illing, so. Illingworth. Illingworth has won games. I mean, he beat us last year, so they should have expected that. Probably shouldn't have been twenty three to sixteen. By no means, Montana winning that was that was crazy. Um, and FCS yeah, pulling that off. I mean, Montana is a big time program down there. The Grizz play some football
1: for yeah, sure. And- I didn't I hadn't even looked at just to jump back to Kansas State's win real quick. I hadn't even looked at the box score until just now. Talk about playing some ball. Forty-five total plays, 31 of them running plays, 14 pass attempts. I, that it's is the K State model, man. Oh. Snatter ball snatterball gets. Doesn't get much more than that. Unless you want to get a single digit uh Klein, Klein ball, single digit pass attempts. <laughs> that, 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 that,
2: that, dude, that's Navy Army territory right there.
0: No doubt. <laughs> you know, against Stanford and Shaw, it makes even more sense because they kind of like to do that too, even though they threw more on Saturday than normally they would. But I think that speaks to and Kansas State only wound seven points. I mean, that's I don't care who that is. That's a good effort. So, yeah, maybe uh, I kind of view Kansas State maybe a little bit differently. And it's Stanford. That's a, a respectable win for sure. I hope we gain some respect. We're not going to get it this week. It doesn't really matter. Uh, if, if we struggle this week, I, I'm, I'm very concerned. Um, but I don't think we'll have any problems, fellas. I think we're all – I think we're therapy back in, man. I, I Like, we're we, – we are – maybe therapy back in not the right term there. I don't know what it would be at this point.
1: We uh, We're feeling a lot more zen than we were three days ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. I,
2: yeah, I'd agree with that. And that's you know, some of that's, you know, time retrospect back on it. Take you know, really kind of pull your emotions out of it and just look at it, you know, objectively and
0: we I think that's the perfect word, Zach. we can now be objectively zinned. Like we're we're okay and, and now we're ready to see what we can do with the Hokies, which by the way, the Hokies have a little number beside their name now, fellas. Mm. They're nineteenth. Um that could be a nice little propeller for the rest of the season if you upset the Hokies at home there. Then you go into Oklahoma and maybe you catch them sleeping and then she-boing, you're back, and October gets real fun. Uh, hey, you know, sometimes you got you to gotta take lumps to kind of learn things, and maybe this team learned a lot of things Saturday.
1: That's the hope. We'll, uh, we'll see what they come out with, what kind of fire they've got on Saturday. And let's hope that Garrett Green gets a lot of play and does enough to maybe make himself the starter moving forward, just saying. <laughs> hey, if not the starter moving forward, at least let him show enough to
0: where Neil feels comfortable being willing to go to him. I think that's all I really want, Zach.
1: I could live with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, think about it. His two plays in college football at this point, he's gotten two penalties on.
1: Oh, come on now. That's such I, a small sample. Don't do I that. I mean, to me. it is a
2: small sample, but I it mean is a, it is a small sample. And if you go back and watch the spring game, he didn't look real comfortable in the spring game either. Our defense I think that, is pretty
1: good, I think.
2: Yeah, I, well, and I think that's some of it too. And I think the other thing too is and I heard somebody bring this up um, today, and that is go back to Rich Rod, right? When Adam Ben was starting over Pat White and a lot of it was is, well, Adam was practicing better. That was a lot of what you kept hearing out of the coaching staff was just Adam practiced better than Pat did. Maybe it's one of those situations, and I'm not saying that it is, where maybe Green needs what Pat White did, and that's just to be under the lights and just let his talent shine.
1: Some guys are practice guys. Some guys are game guys. Yeah, I like to be the game guys act.
2: Yeah, and that I and guy. that think I think, that might I think Dakey the, might
1: be a practice guy. Uh, yeah, and you know what?
2: And that might be the case. And, of course, the only way you're going to find you know, the only well, you way we hear Pat, you know, White, was Pat White was Pat White was because Pat White got an opportunity. Maybe Green gets his shot and he does what Pat did. And that's just, no, you know, grab it by the reins and never turn it over.
0: Neil Brown said this, said, and I heard them say this in the telecast. He, Daggy, prepared better than any quarterback Neil Brown had been around, right? Mm-hmm. I think that makes a lot of sense as to why he continues to be his quarterback.
1: Mm-hmm. It's hard to make guy. him not. Yeah. Right?
0: And, and
2: I'm green, wondering if maybe that's a little bit of a shot, too, at Green and saying, hey, you're not putting in the prep time.
0: could, could be a shot at Green, but I think more or less it just shows what Daggy's done in that setting, and that's what Brown continues to see, right? And that's what he saw all offseason, so he's going to continue to buy into it until maybe another game goes by when he doesn't buy into it. That, the only problem that I see is if he continues to be Daggy making these, making these mistakes and you're then one and two after losing to Tech – it might be too late to kind of turn it around and get to green, and make well, it what you want to make it this season.
2: Well, but here and here's gonna be the other question too. Let, let's let let us let's go worst case scenario on this, and you come out of that Tech game and you're one and two. Do you really want Green's first start to be in Norman?
1: I'm okay with it. It depends on what the situation is. If we're one and two, why not? I agree, Zach.
2: Yeah, I, agree. I don't. I just I feel like that's a tough place to throw a kid. Baptism in. Okay. by five. Yeah, but I think in a perfect world, you'd almost rather his first start be at home with the home crowd not going into a ruckus place like Norman.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, and this is just completely on speculation, the little bit I've seen him green, he kind of just has that I don't give a shit when or where attitude. If they throw him in the fire at Norman, Mm -hmm. I don't think he'd really care. I think they would bring the best out To see what happens when you get punched in the face is a different story.
2: Right, and, I, I'm not, and I'm not disagreeing with that. It was more one of those kind of just those questions like, would you feel comfortable with it? And for me, if I was in that seat, it's kind of like, mm, I don't know. I think you'd have to give – I think it gives you more more thought than just a pull that
1: would
2: be some conversation that would have to go into it.
1: Yeah, and given what we know about Neil Brown, I think that you're probably on pace of what he – what kind of mindset he's going to have too, I would imagine.
2: Yeah, whereas, you know, Deggie's been on the road. He started road games. He's won road games. You know, that would be that would be my only hesitation was, is do you want to throw that kid into that environment for his first start, or would he rather do it, get him at home and, and let him get that home crowd behind him?
1: Yeah, in a perfect world, I think that would be good. I think it would be even better to do it against Virginia Tech, but we will see.
0: Yeah, and in, in the reality of it is football, so you never know what might happen. Green may have to end up playing in a spot like that because he has to, right? And let's hope he's ready. And that's the only thing that I keep thinking about is if Brown is willing to pull that trigger and and bring it, take a guy out, right? I mean, he did it with he did it in the bowl game, uh, Mm -hmm. bringing in Kendall. uh, You know, benching Deggy. So if 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 he thinks that he did it
2: with he did it with Kendall to Deggy and then Deggy back to Kendall, so I mean, he's shown
0: the ability to pull the trigger. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think he could, it could definitely happen uh, again. And if I, that's why, Zach, I think you're right about saying, I just want to see Green make him have to at least think about it, right? Flash some brilliance maybe
1: once or twice there. Make it get in the back of Neil's head. And maybe, and then. Terrible, nightmarish situation. He goes goes out against LIU in the second half, and he completely bombs. That is a possibility. Maybe it's okay. what Brown and then have known
0: all along. Yep, exactly. Already. Well, yeah, and you know what? It's funny because the favorite guy on the team's always the backup quarterback, right? Exactly. I mean, we we talked, we trashed old Brad earlier, and we'll continue to do so because the dude's garbage. Um, it's like, bitch, I live in a fucking trash can. But uh the fact the fact of the matter is, uh like he kept pushing for Trey Lowe a few years back, right? Yep. And we see how Trey Lowe is doing at Southern Miss right now, right? I mean, exactly. so let's let's chill out. Uh he brought it he brought in a kid in in, in Kendall last year who showed he's a pretty good player, right? By what he did in with Louisiana Tech Saturday. Mm-hmm. And that's a scary team in Conference USA West now. I'll tell you what.
2: Yeah. Hey, what what are the chances we see Goose on
0: Saturday? I'd say pretty high. I'd say I say zero.
2: I, I don't know. I, I if it gets out of hand, I could almost get him some reps. I could almost see well,
0: it. Why not? I mean, I think absolutely he gets he gets a little play time uh, potentially in the game Saturday because you can play four games without without burning the red shirt. So yeah, that's what I'm saying.
2: Give 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 him some live game action and,
0: and all that. I, 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 mean, I think every kid that suits up in a Mountaineer in a mountaineer jersey on Saturday has a chance to get in the game.
1: Oh, don't get me wrong. I would love to see what Crowder can do just to get a glimpse, but I honestly think they'd be doing themselves a disservice to not see as much of Garrett Green as possible just to see. Just to see. Well, Hopefully you mean. can see a little bit of everybody. I agree. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and the space. nice thing is – How I'm much actually... are you really learning versus Long Island, guys? Let's be honest about that too. You're, you're – you're, reps.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's in game reps, which are going to matter. You know, um, hey, but
0: here's the thing, though. And we talk about in game reps, but why is Alabama the best program in college football? Because practice is more difficult than the game sometimes for these fellas down there in Tuscaloosa. And that's what Neil Brown's trying to build here. So let's, we, that our practice should be tougher than what we see Saturday against LIU. Yeah, more fans are in the stands. That's great. That's LIU's like should be like a spring game atmosphere, to so be quite I'm, honest I, with you, in I, terms uh, of what you learn from it. You don't learn a lot from Saturday. Let's be honest. No,
2: no. Yeah. But I, I can tell you right now, I'm gonna be there, loud and proud. So I hear you, CJ. Get half <laughs> for all of us. Get after
0: <laughs> it, buddy. Yeah. I mean, hey, it feels good to be back in a college football atmosphere. That's yeah, absolutely. When, that's when that's, you... that's that's what I'm looking forward to. You know, tailgating get a
2: win, sing country
0: roads with sixty thousand of my closest friends. Hey, CJ, you find Hayhurst and you get some chili, buddy. If they At- have. It.
2: Oh, and and definitely some cold fried
0: chicken. Co, cold, hey, cold fried chicken, one of the best tailgate foods there is. Mountaineer Nation, have a good one Saturday. We will, uh, will hopefully be getting ready and and not having a therapy about sharks, if it is Jaws is coming in on the season and Neil Brown.
1: So. I don't that'll need be that the theme. Ha- that'll be the theme song forever. If that I don't happens. need that to happen on my birthday, can we not? Can we not even think about that? It's, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen on your birthday. Zach. That
2: that would not be a therapy session. That would be a suicide hotline type of call.
1: <laughs> the suicide sharks.
0: Yeah, can't that can't happen. Well, fellas, thanks for joining me, and until uh, next time, y'all. Let's take it easy. Let's go, Mountaineers. Let's go drink some beers. Get ready for the Hokies. Let's go. Let's, let's go. go.